the second chapter. Amen. Philippians, the second chapter. And verse number eight. We want to take our thought from that verse there. Philippians, the second chapter, in verse number eight. I'll read, and Sister Milton, you can help us out. And being found fashioned as a man. We're talking about Jesus Christ. Paul is talking about Christ. Amen. He's talking about the love of Christ and the sacrifice that he made for mankind here in this verse. The Bible said that Jesus Christ being fashioned and being found fashioned as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto the death, even the death of the cross. And I thought this morning is in verse number eight where it says, and being found, found fashioned as a man. Christ humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. I thought this morning is obedient unto death. Amen. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the one who was and is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last the creator of all things, who was in heaven in the very beginning of time, right. when God said, let us make man in our own image. Right. Amen. When God created this world, he created man that man would live holy unto him. Over in the book of Ephesians, the first chapter, verse 4, Sister Milton, amen, and then uh, Romans, the fifth chapter, verse 12, and they think verse 17. Amen. What does the Bible say? When Jesus Christ uh, was in the very beginning of time, uh, it was his design, design, and desire for man to be holy. It was my, God's will that man live holy. Amen. He created man to live holy. The Bible says was, man was created in God's image and after God's likeness. And God is a holy God. And that's how we were created. Read this verse, sister, Ephesians, the first chapter, verse 4. What does the Bible say? According as he has chosen us. As according as he, God, and Christ Jesus, uh, amen, and the angelic hosts, uh, amen, the hosts of heaven, uh, has uh, according as he have chosen us, in you, him, talking about you this morning, what? In him. In the mind of God. He chosen you in him. Before he was, the foundation Before of the world. he made the grass, before he made the ground, before he made the sea, the birds, the, amen, before he made you and me, he already had your life mapped out in his mind. Amen. Before he have chosen us, according as, the, um, according as he have chosen us in him, before the foundation of the world, then what? That we should be holy. That we should be a Baptist. Holy. That we should be a Methodist. Holy. That we should be a crackhead. Holy. God said that we should be holy. Right. And without right. blame. And without what? Blame. Without blame. That's how you're supposed to be living. Holy and without blame. Where? Before him in love. Give me Luke 175 real quickly. Luke 175. Is God's will that you be holy. Right. Amen. Holy. Live a holy life. Uh, brother, what's a holy life? It's the Christian life. 
Amen. It's a Christian life. It's the Christian way. Amen. That's the lifestyle God has chosen for us to live. But man that's living and went astray from God. That's right, brother. Amen. Men went astray from God. What does the Bible say in Luke 1? I believe in 75. 74, that he will grant unto us. That he will grant him, God will grant unto us what? That we right. being delivered out of the out of the hand of our enemies. That we be deli being delivered, uh, amen, out of the life of sin, being delivered from the shame and shackles and chains uh, of sin uh, that had us bound, being delivered from the crack houses, the traps, uh, fornication, uh, amen, adultery, uh, smoking and drinking and fussing and arguing and gambling, doing all manners of things that God is not, thank God for for deliverance. Amen. Thank God for salvation. Amen. Amen. He has not called us to uncleanness, but he called us unto holiness. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Read, sister. Might serve him without fear. Might serve him without fear. In holiness and righteousness. In holiness. Uh, how might we serve him? Uh, in holiness uh, and in righteousness. When? Before him. Before him. All the days of our lives. How are you living before him this morning? How are you living before him this morning? Are you living before him holy? Are you living before him righteous? All the days of your life. Rather not some of the days of. The Bible said, remember your creator uh, in the days of your youth. Right. Why? Because he wants you all the days of his life. Yeah. He don't want you when you got a, a one leg missing. He don't want you when you, amen, almost OD'd on drugs. Yeah. He don't want you, amen, when you're on your deathbed. Amen. Rather, he wants your strength. He wants your might. He wants you to give him your whole life unto him. Yeah. Yes, amen, holy, before him when? All the all days, the days. Oh. of our lives. That's how God created man. That was his design for us to live holy all the days of our life. But what happened? Go to Romans, the fifth chapter. What happened? When God made Adam, he made Adam upright. He gave Adam a law in the garden. He told Adam of all the trees, you may freely eat, but the tree that's in the midst of the garden, he said, Adam, he said, listen, don't you touch that tree right there. Right there, don't you touch that one. All the other ones is yours. Amen. And I'm sure there was hundreds of them. Amen. But he said, there's one you ought not touch. Right. Amen. For the day you touch that tree, the Bible says, God told Adam, you shall surely die. Yeah. Amen. And in and, 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 and Romans, the first ch and fifth chapter, verse 12, what does the Bible say, Sister Milton? Wherefore, Wherefore, as by one man sin, as by one man sin, entered into the world. Huh? How did it get into the world? It got in through Adam's disobedience. Sin came uh, through the disobedience uh, of Adam. Through Adam uh, disobeying God, and you know the story, we won't go through it all because that's not uh, our point this morning. But we see uh, what does the next part say? And death by sin. And death by sin. And so death passed upon all men. So death passed upon all men. For that all have sinned. Verse 19, please. For as by one man's disobedience, as by one man's disobedience, many ma were made sinners. Many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one, so by the obedience of one, shall many be made righteous. Amen. We're talking about the obedience unto death this morning. Y'all stay with laying a foundation real briefly. Yeah. Amen. He said, uh, uh, by the obedience of one, many was made righteous. Don't right. you know the only reason why you're saved here today is because of the obedience of Christ. Yeah. When Christ obeyed his father, brother, he came down in the likeness of human flesh. 
Amen. You put Christ in your shoes this morning because he was there. Your flesh don't want to obey God. Your flesh don't want to be submitted to the things of God. Your flesh don't want to be subject to the things of God. Your flesh want to have his way. And Christ came in the same likeness of this sinful flesh. He foreseen. He condemned sin in the flesh. Amen. He had to do it for you. He had to do it for me and uh, for, for the world so we can have a pattern. Amen. We can have an example uh, of which we can follow, brother. Amen. A, a life, brother, which we can pattern ourselves after so we can get the victory just as Christ got the victory. Amen. We can have victory this morning. Amen. It says for through the obedience of one, many disobedience of one, many were made sinners. We were all born in sin, shaping iniquity. But this says by the obedience. By the obedience. By the obedience. By the obedience, by the submission, by the humbling of, of oneself, by the forsaking of one's will. Obedience. Obey. The scripture talks about the amen. His spirit is given to them that obey. The Bible says, obey them that have the rule over you. For they watch for your souls. Obey. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice and to hearken than a fat of rams, than a fat of rams. Obedience. Saints of God, we're not going to make it to heaven being a disobedient and gainsaying people. We got to be a humble people and obedient people. Amen. Glory be to God. Go back to Philippians 2 and 8 because we want to just stress the point there. The Bible says in Philippians 2 and 8, then we're going to go to Hebrews, sister. Philippians 2 and 8, back to Philippians 2 and 8. The Bible says, and let's, let's, think, let's go back up to verse number 5. Amen. Let's look, go back to verse number 5. What does the Bible say there, sister? For though I be absent in the flesh. Philippians 2 and 5. Let this mind. Looking at Colossians, I'm sorry. It's okay. Let this mind be in you. Let this same mind be in you. Which was also in Christ Jesus. The mind that... God want us to have the mind of Christ. Let the same mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Come on, sister, read. Who being in the form of God. Who was being in the form of God. Thought it not robbery. Thought it not robbery. To be equal with God. Thought it, he didn't have no pride being equal with God. He didn't have no uh, self-glory being equal with God. But brother, Christ was equal with God. He was a holy God. He was a holy Christ. Yeah. Amen. A, a Christ that knew no sin. Yeah. Amen. A sinless Christ. Right. A holy God. My God, he was in heavens. The portals of heaven's glory, brother. Sitting at the right hand of the Father. He didn't think it robbery to be equal with God. But what happened, sister? But made himself of no reputation. But he didn't look for no glory. No self-glory. Right. He didn't look for no self-attention. Right. Amen. He, he, he made himself a no reputation. And hey, took I'm upon Troy. Him the I'm Reverend Troy. I want to get a name for myself. Yeah. Christ didn't try to make a name for himself. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. But what, sister? And took upon him the form of a servant. But he took upon himself, the, took upon him the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of men. Brother, he came from heaven to earth through the Virgin Mary. Yeah. What humility. Yeah. What humility, brother. 
How am I going to come to this sin cursed world, this messed up world? He humbled himself and he came down to this world to die on the cross for you and me. Amen. So that we also can be obedient unto death. Amen. Amen. Because to this morning, we also must be obedient unto death. Right. Amen. Christ was obedient. Don't you know he had to obey? Yeah. Isn't that something? Right. Christ had to obey. Yeah. For God so loved the world that he, God gave us his only begotten son. Yeah. That whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting. God gave us his only son. God sent his only son to the world to save the world. That the world, amen, not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved, might be delivered. The Bible said for Mary, the Bible says she shall bring forth the son and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. That's the purpose of Christ coming is not to make us religion, not to make us religious, not to make us a Catholic or a Baptist, but to make us saved from our sins. Now that's a wonderful thing this morning. A powerful thing. Yes, when the world, amen, could not save you. Then your mama couldn't save you. Your daddy couldn't save you. Things in this world couldn't save you. You look for peace and joy in many things. You look for uh, the alleviation of a, a guilty conscience in drinking and smoking and fornicating and whatever it may have. We'll have you bound out there. But those things yet could not save you. Those things yet could not give you a freedom of mind. Those things yet could not give you a freedom of conscience, a free conscience, a guilt-free conscience. It took the obedience of one. It took the obedience of one, even unto the death of the cross. When Christ's flesh did not want to obey. Did you all know that? His, his, his will, by his mind was to serve God, but he was still in the likeness of sinful flesh just as you and I were. And his flesh didn't want to die on the cross. The Bible lets us know here. Read, sister. He made himself of no reputation, but what? But became, excuse me, but Mm -hmm. took, excuse me. Verse 7. But made himself of no reputation. Yes. And took upon him the form of a servant. Yes. And was made in the likeness of men. Yes. And being found in fashion. Being found in fashion. As a man. As a man. He humbled himself. I want to stress that as a man. Mm. Yes, yes. You say, man, today God don't know, can't no one relate to me mm. and what I'm going through. Jesus Christ can relate to what you're suffering this morning. The Bible lets us know he was tempted in all points, such as we were, but yet without sin. Christ can relate to what you're faced with this morning. Whatever you're going through, I'm telling you, saints, whatever you're going through, in a te- you might be in a test this morning. This morning you might be going through something that's strange unto you. The Bible said, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you. You might be being tried this morning. You could be here this morning. I'm talking to you if you're not saved. Amen. I'm talking to you if you are saved. Amen. Whatever is trying you, I don't care what you're faced with this morning. Christ was already there. He's already going through it, praise God. He 
suffered for you. Uh, he went through for me. Uh, why? Uh, Bible lets us know. Go to uh, Romans, the 6th, the 8th chapter, please, sister. Romans, the 8th chapter, in verse number 3. Romans, the 8th chapter, in verse number 3, real quickly here. Amen. Glory be to God. For what, for what the law could not do. What the law could not do. In that it was weak through the flesh. It was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness God of sinful flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. That's how God sent his son. He sent Jesus Christ in the likeness of sinful flesh. And what? And for sin. And being in the likeness of sinful flesh, he did it for sin. He did it for the sake of sin. He put he had to put Christ in a human body so he can conquer sin in where at? In the flesh. Amen. When people say you can't live free from sin, Christ conquers sin in the flesh. Amen. When people say you can't help but to sin, I can't help but to drink and smoke. I can't help but to fornicate. I can't help but to curse. I, we all going to sin. Christ came to condemn sin in the flesh. He was made in the likeness of sinful flesh. He was made just like you. He had to become us. He had to come down low so he can raise us up. Read, sister. That the righteousness of the law. Read verse 3 again. For what the law could not do. For what the law couldn't do. In that it was weak through the flesh. Amen. The Old Testament law. It was weak. Amen. Uh, amen. The old law. It was weak through the flesh. Read. God sending his own son in the likeness. God sending his own son in the likeness. Of sinful flesh. Of sinful flesh. And for sin. And for sin. What did he do? Condemn sin in the flesh. He condemned sin. At. He in condemned it in the flesh. Right. His life condemned sin. Sin didn't condemn him. He condemned sin. In other words, he got victory over death. He got victory over sin. He condemned sin where? In the flesh. So where was the excuse that I can't help but to sin? I can't help but to lie. I can't help but to drink. Christ came to condemn sin in the flesh. Amen. That's a blessing to my soul. That's a blessing, my soul, to know, brother, that we have a pattern to follow. Christ came to eradicate sin. Where at? Not when we get to heaven, but we can have victory here on earth in the flesh. Amen. Amen. We can have victory here in this life. Where at? In the flesh. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank God we can have victory in the flesh. Right here, we can get victory over the flesh. Amen. Hebrews, the fourth chapter, sister. Hebrews, the second chapter. Amen. Amen, verse 14 through 18. Hebrews, the second chapter, verse 14 through 18. What does the Bible say? For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood. He also himself likewise. Christ also himself likewise. Took part of the same. He took part of flesh and blood. Amen. Christ took part of flesh and blood. Read. That he, him, that he 
that through death he might destroy him that hath the power of death, that is the devil. That through death, that through death, that through death he might destroy the power him. of him that had the power. That him that had the power of death. Of death. That is the devil. That is who? The, the devil. devil. Right. Jesus Christ came. Now, if that ain't playing, I don't know what else is playing. Jesus Christ came to, to that he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. But how did he do it? The Bible says that through death. How did he do it? He did it through death to destroy death. He had, he had, he had to destroy the power of death. That is the devil by him, himself experiencing death. The only way you going to get victory over the power of the devil is that you yourself have to go through the experience of death. But I ain't talking about dying physically. I'm talking about a spiritual death. There is a spiritual dying that you're going to have to experience that you, so you can break the yokes. You can break the power of the enemy. Jesus, a partaker of flesh and blood, he came to condemn sin in the flesh. How did he do it? He had to die unto flesh, unto sin. He died for sin. You and I got to die unto sin every day. Paul said, I want you to hold your place there. Matter of fact, we're going to get there. I want to stress it. That through death, he might destroy. What is it that you yet got to destroy in your life? What is it? That's yet lingering around that you got to put down. You got to destroy. You got to annihilate. You got to amen eradicate. You got to get rid of. What is it, amen, that you're fighting? You're battling in the flesh. What is it, uh, amen, uh, that's yet, uh, 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 you're yet struggling with? You're yet dealing with? Is it your temper? Is it your attitude? Is it lust? What is it that you're yet dealing with? You haven't died to it. Is it your ways? What is left that have to yet die? What is about you that yet got to die? What do you got still put on the altar and sacrifice? How's it going to happen, brother? It's going to come through death. It's going to come through you dying. It's going to come through you, through you dying unto sin, dying unto your flesh. What you mean dying? You got to kill it. You got to mortify. You got to crucify. The Bible says, for as much then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he himself also likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. Do you still got some powers that got to be destroyed in your life? Things that you said no to. Things you said, I'm not going to pick up anymore. 
things you say I'm not going to involve myself with anymore. Things you promise God that I'm not going to do anymore. And it seemed to overpower me every time. Every time I tried to say I got victory and tried to walk in this thing, it seemed to always overtake me every time. What is the power that's yet in your life and hanging over your life that got control of you? You don't tell it what to do. It tells you what to do. You're not a servant. It's not a servant to you. You're a servant to it. It's not a slave to you. You're yet a slave to it. You're yet a slave to it. You're yet being uh, pimped by. You're yet being, amen, driven by. You're yet being enslaved by. Amen, you'll have no victory over it. You can't say no to it if you try to. The Bible says, read, sister, verse 15. And deliver them who through fear of death. And deliver them who through fear of death. Were all their lifetime. Were all their lifetime. Subject to bondage. Suffered to bondage. For verily he took not on him, him the nature of angels. Brother, he didn't take on him the nature of an angel. He already had that. He took on him the nature of flesh. He took on the nature of man. He took on our nature. Yeah, yeah. He took on our very sinful nature. He took on those, brother, he had those, uh, uh, those desires, those fleshly desires. Christ, he had, amen, uh, uh, those fleshly appetites. He had to deal with it. Amen. He had to deal with it. He took on him, not the nature of angels, read. But he took on him the seed of Abraham. But he took upon him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things. Yes. It behooved him yes. to be made like unto his brethren. To be made like unto his brethren. That he might be a merciful. That he might be a merciful. And faithful high priest. Don't you appreciate the mercy of God? Don't you appreciate the mercy of God? It's the mercies of God. You know what? God don't change. God hates sin. If they disobey, if they disobey in the Old Testament, the Bible says in Hebrews, uh, the, the 10th chapter, amen, somewhere around the, uh, uh, verse number uh, 6, verse number 29, it says, how much sore, it says, verse 28, he that despised, he that disobeyed Moses' law, died, died without, without mercy. mercy under two or three witnesses. You died by disobeying God in the Old Testament. If you outright disobeyed God, he slew you. He killed you. He destroyed you right then and there. It was all over. It wasn't no, it wasn't no reasoning. It wasn't no uh, back and forth. Amen. It wasn't no altar calls. And you were just gone. You died without mercy. Under two or three witnesses. Under two or three witnesses. If two people, can, two or three witnesses can say, he did it, you died. There wasn't too much you can do in the secret back in them days, but if they saw you die, read. Of how much sore punishment. Of how much sore or worse punishment. Suppose ye. Suppose ye. Shall he be. Shall he worthy, be thought worthy. Who have trodden underfoot. Who have trod underfoot. The son of God. You just stomping on the grace of and mercies of God. Just trodden under your foot. 
the grace and the mercy of God. Just counting as nothing. Stepping on his grace. Stepping on his mercy. Stepping on his love. Just stumping all over. I don't care about God. I don't want to be saved right now. Who is God anyway? And have counted the blood of the covenant. Have counted Christ's blood going to the cross for you, read. Wherewith he was sanctified. Wherewith he was sanctified. An unholy thing. An unholy thing, read. And have done despite unto the spirit of grace. Spirit of God talked to you and you despise the spirit of grace. That's the mercies of God. Read. For we know him. That's good. Thank you. That's good. Go back to Hebrews, the second chapter. In verse number 16. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, yes. but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Read. Wherefore in all things yes. it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, yes. that he might be a merciful yes. and faithful high priest Go ahead. in things pertaining to God yes. to make reconciliation for the sins of the but people. here Christ now standing between the wrath of God and you. Here's Christ who came down to relate to what you're faced with. He's talking to his father, God, who's ready to destroy you at an instant because he doesn't change. But standing between God's wrath and your sins is Christ. He has become like a mediator. He relates to his father, Father, let me talk to him another year. Let me talk to him again this Sunday. Let me deal with his soul again, God. Don't, don't destroy him right now. Let me, let, me, let me send your Holy Spirit to remind him that he needs to straighten his life out. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. When God says, Christ, step back, no more mercy. When mercy runs out, Christ steps aside. And God's wrath is executed upon the disobedient soul. That goes for sinners and saints alike. Lord, help us in our even salvation experience to be keen and sharp and sensitive to the Spirit of God. When the Spirit of God speaks to me, I don't want to disobey the Spirit of God. When the Spirit of God tells me to pray, help me to pray. When the Spirit of God tells me to fast, help me to fast. When the Spirit of God tells me to obey something, Lord, help me to be obedient. I might not be out there drinking and smoking no more, but I can be right here in the house of God and not obedient to the Spirit of God. Obedient unto death. Read, sister. For in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to secure them that are tempted. He is able to help them. That's what secure means that are also tempted. Christ was tempted in all points. He's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He knows what you're facing. He knows what you're going through. And amen, through his grace, there is a hiding place. Through his grace, there's a hiding place unknown to any foe. Any foe can't touch you, you get in the hiding place of God. There's a place in God, saints of God, that you can be where the wicked one touch you not. You can come to a place in your experience where the devil can't touch you, and you don't have the desire to touch the things that the devil has to offer. In Matthew, the 26th chapter, please. Matthew, the 26th chapter. Christ was obedient unto death. The Bible said he learned through obedience. 
by the things which he suffered. Yes. Where's that scripture at? Hebrews. He learned through obedience. Yes. Give me that scripture. By the things which he suffered. He learned how to obey by the things he went through. You got to learn Christ. Chapter 5. Chapter 5, is that it? I think verse 8. Read that, please. Though he were a son. Though he was a son. Yet learned he obedience. Yet learned he obedience. By the things which he suffered. By the things. Don't you know you're suffering some things this morning? Yeah. I know you are. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You're not going to go through this world without suffering something. But through the things you suffer, through the tests and trials you go through, by the things you're tried with, you learn obedience through those things. If you don't go through nothing, you'll learn how to obey. We was lawless. We were lawless in the world. We were lawless. We wasn't obedient children. But now that we get saved, God will take you through some things, allow you to suffer some things to teach you obedience. And, be, and what? And being made perfect. And being made perfect. He that, be, that's, what, that's what Christ, he have you to go through some things, to suffer some things, so you could be made how? Perfect. You can be made perfect. That's the God, what is he doing? He wants to perfect you. He's trying to perfect your experience. He's trying to perfect your salvation. And by the things which you face, what you go through, the things that you suffer, God is perfecting you. Don't get discouraged by the things you go through. What is God doing? He's perfecting you. Read, sister. He became the altar of eternal salvation. He became the altar of eternal salvation. Unto all them yes. that obey him. That, oh, that do what? Obey him. That's the point right there. He became, being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation through those who are obedient. The Bible said, as obedient children, not fashion yourselves after your former lust and ignorance, as obedient children. God will make you perfect through your obedience. God will sanctify you through your obedience. God will give you victory through your obedience. I couldn't find that scripture as obedience children, not fashion yourself out the former lust and disobedience and ignorance, but someone find it for them. God will perfect you through your obedience. That's how you become perfected. The Bible says, be ye therefore perfect, for I am perfect. God is perfect. It's his will that you be perfect. It's his will that you perfect that which is lacking in your faith, in your experience. You perfect it. Lord, I want to perfect it. I don't want to just be uh, halfway done, Lord. I want to be perfected in my salvation. I want to I be sanctified. I want to be completely sold out to God in such a way that God see my offering and sacrifice, and he perfects me. He perfects that which is lacking in me. First Peter. First Peter, that's it. First Peter, read. First chapter. First chapter. Verse 14. Okay, read that for us. As obedient children. As what kind of children? Obedient children. Obedient children. Yes. Not fashioning yourselves. Not, not trying to be like the world. Yes. Yes. Not trying to be a fa be fashion yourself because the world do it. And I want to do it. Because the world say it. I want to say it. 
Because the world go there. I want to go there. Because the world wear it. I'll wear it. Don't fasten yourself after according the world. To your, according to the formulas. There, hey, brother, when you can say there's a, there's, there is a form of lust, you don't bring your same things over to salvation. Amen. Brother, you drop your ideas, you drop your opinions, you drop your ways, you humble yourself. Humble yourself is giving up everything. Sacrificing all. Read. Not fashioning yourselves according yes. to the form of lust. Read. In your ignorance. In your ignorance. But as he which hath called you is holy. But he which has called you is holy. So be ye holy. So be ye what? Holy. So be ye holy. In all manner of conversation. In all your conduct. In all your conversation. God say be ye holy. Amen. Not fasten yourself. According. I told you God is a holy God. Right. That's how he designed for us to live. But you want to be made perfect, you're going to have to suffer some things. You're going to have to suffer some things. Bible said, thinking not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you. Your trials bring the best out of you and the worst. Amen. That's what you want to get. You want to get rid of the worst. God will show you the worst of you in the worst of times. Amen. And sometimes, amen, when God show you those things, amen, those, that's what God wants you to focus on. That's what you, God wants you to work on. That's what God wants you to perfect. Because God, some, something might come out of you that you didn't know was in you. Right, right, right. Amen. Right. You go through things, amen. Some people, some people, brother David, they go through things, amen, and um, they withdraw from everybody. That's some people, they just go and seclude themselves. They don't want to be bothered. Amen, they isolate themselves. After you get saved, amen, and you're among a body of believers, right, right, and it's right. church time, and you're going through something, amen, yeah. the Holy Spirit said you go to church. You isolated yourself. You've already isolated yourself. You're locked up in the room. You're locked yourself in the bathroom. Amen. Sitting in a tub. Amen. Soaking in lemons. Amen. And sucking on them. Huh? Just soothing all your wounds. It's church time. Amen. Well, you got to obey God. Because the Bible says, forsake not the assembly of your what? Yeah. Of yourselves together. Right. You can't fasten yourself after your form of lust. Amen. Formerly, you isolate yourself. Now you say you, you got you to overcome that. Yeah. Amen. 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 Before you got saved, you talk back to your husband any kind of way. Now you get saved, you got to uh, have some hush mouth grace. Right. Right. Amen. Take grace and hush your mouth sometimes. Right. Amen. Husband and wife alike. Come on now. Right. Right. Amen. Save or single. Come on. Right. No matter who you are, you got to learn how to control this tongue. Amen. You got to learn how to mortify this tongue. You got to learn how to mortify, amen, this mouth because it will get you in trouble. It will cause you to say some things and act certain ways and get quiet spirits and slam doors and rattle the dishes. Amen. If you're not careful. Amen. It will cause you, brothers, to want to go on a long ride somewhere, amen, to nowhere, end up getting yourself in trouble. Amen. It will cause you to cut your cell phone off and don't want to be bothered. Come on. It will cause you, amen, uh, amen, to ditch school, amen, and not show up for work. Come on. You call in and say, I'm sick. And Lord, help me not to ask you what you're sick of because you say, I'm sick of you, boss. Amen. When you sick today, what you're sick of? I'm sick of the boss. And don't use that excuse now because that's not a good one to stay home for. You yeah. go get grace over the boss. Right. Yeah, right. Amen. You walk in that job and you ask God for grace today. Yeah. Lord, I don't want to fail you today. 
Amen. Loose Lucy is walking by today. Amen. Really loose today. Coming over to my cubicle. Amen. Uh, cubicle, whatever it's called. Amen. Want to talk some, talk some stuff. Amen. But you know what? Amen. I can just tell her she needs to go head on because I'm saved, praise God. Amen. I can let amen in the world know I don't do the things I used to do. I don't go the places I used to go. There has been a change in me. Amen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Amen. Glory be to God. Go to Matthew the 26th chapter real quickly here. Here it is in the 26th chapter, verse 36. Christ did not want to suffer. He did not want to suffer, but he found himself in the Garden of Gethsemane. A place where Christ often resorted was in the Garden. Christ often resorted in the Garden. He taught his disciples from the Mount of Olives. Gethsemane was in a valley right below the mountain. You have the Mount of Olives, and you read about the Mount of Olives in the Word of God. And the Mount of Olives was called the Mount of Olives because down in the valley was a valley full of olive, olive vines and olive trees. Amen. Yeah. Well, olive trees. Amen. And it was in the valley by the Mount of Olives. That's what Gethsemane was. Gethsemane was a garden in the valley. Huh? And in the valley, brother, it was full of oil. That's where you get oil from, the olives. Huh? That's where you get the oil from. Olive oil. You ever heard of olive oil? Well, that's what they make it. They squeeze out the olives, and they get oil from the olives. Well, down in the Garden of Gethsemane, which was in the valley, was olives. It was located right by the Mount of Olives. So that's where you hear Jesus, there was a, no doubt a lot of shade down there. His disciples often resorted there. He often went there to pray. And you see here in the Bible, the Bible lets us know that Gethsemane was a place where Christ agonized in prayer. Christ agonized in prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. And we think of the word agony. Agony means pain so extreme as to cause contortions. In other words, a contort, something contorted means to twist or bend out of shape, to deform. Agony means pain so extreme to cause a twisting out of shape of the body. Pain so extreme as to twist, to contort, to deform. Deformity of the body, though similar made to the athletes at that time in Greece, and the athletes today. Some people are in agony, are in pain, are in suffering, that it causes their bodies even to deform and contort. Well, here's Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's agonizing in prayer. He's agonizing in prayer. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever agonized in prayer? Have you ever agonized in prayer? You know what prayer means? I mean, agony agony means, or the word Gethsemane means, it means death pain. It means death pains. It means extreme pain of the body or the mind. Anguish. Anguish. Pain 
of the body and of the mind. This was Christ was in the valley, amen, in, amen, an orchard or a garden called Gethsemane where there was olives. Amen. Or oh, you can say, well, the olives got to do anything. We're going to get there. The death, the pains of death, the Gethsemane, it, rep it represented or, or it represented suffering. Striving, a violent contest. Striving, a violent contest. Agony, pain, suffering. This contorted by God. He was agonizing in prayer. What was he agonizing over? He did not want to go to the cross and die for the sins of the world. Amen. His flesh didn't want to die. His flesh didn't want to suffer. His flesh didn't want to go through. And Christ here in the Garden of Gethsemane in the valley, brother, he was seeking for a way out. He was looking for a, a, another way out. He said, Lord, if there be any other way, let this cup pass for me. I don't want to die. I don't want to suffer. There's a part of you that want to do the will of God. There's a part of you that don't want to die. That don't want to die to the flesh. There's a party that don't want to get, that don't want to submit your will to the flesh, to, to God rather. There's a part of you that your flesh don't want to submit its will to the to the spirit of God. That's right. And the Bible says, he came to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, "Sit here while I go and pray yonder." He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be very sorrowful and very heavy. Then said he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death. Tear ye here and watch for me. Well, this was a natural death he was going to go through for the sins of the world. You got to go through a spiritual death. You got to pray and agonize unto death. You got to pray and agonize until you kill this thing. You just don't pray and uh, your only prayer time is at the altar after mess. Brother, you're spending time with God. You're agonizing. You're in prayer. You're striving. You're, you're in pain. You're in agony. You're suffering. You're saying, God, take this thing from me, God. I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to make this flesh suffer. I'm not coming off fast until you bless me. I'm not coming off my knees until I know God. I get a touch from heaven until I get an assurance down in my soul that Lord, I have given up all my rights. I've given up all of my, amen, my fleshly ways. And he went a little further. Amen. He stopped praying. He stopped praying. The Bible said he went a little further. And fell on his face. And he fell on his face. And prayed, saying. Church, we got to go a little further now. It's time for us to go a little further in the things of God. It's time for us to lunch out in the deep things of God. It's time for us, Lord, take me a little further. Read, sister. And he fell on his face. And he fell on his. When the last time you fell on your face? And Read. prayed, saying. He got before God and prayed. He was in the flesh. Now, he was in the flesh. So well, God, Christ was perfect, but he, was in, he came in the flesh. This is his, part, this is his suffering going through for us. Right. Yeah. This is relating to us right now. Right. Brother, he could have called 10,000. He didn't have to go through this right here. Yeah. 
But he agonized. He was in suffering. He, he was in pain. He, brother, he said, I got to do it for the sins of the world. But listen to his humanity side. The humanity side was asking for another way. The spirit was driving him to pray, but his humanity was saying, Lord, if there be any other way, read sister. Oh, my father. Oh, my father. If it be possible. If it be possible. Let this cup pass from me. Let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. Not as I will. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. Not what I want to do. It's not what I want to do. Come on. But, but as thou wilt. It's not what I want to do. Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, what's your will for my life? Lord, help me to be subject unto you, God. Lord, what's your desire for me, Lord? My God, from A to Z, uh, my God, show me, Lord, step by step, uh, your purpose, your plan, uh, your desire, your will for my life. Lord, your will, your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts, God. He said, but nevertheless, not as I will, but read. But as thou wilt. But as thy will. Read, sister. And he cometh unto the disciples. He cometh to the disciples. And findeth them asleep. He findeth the disciples asleep. And saith unto Peter. Said unto Peter. What? What? Could ye not watch with me one hour? Yes. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. That ye enter not into temptation. That ye enter not unto temptation. The spirit indeed is willing. The spirit indeed is willing. But the flesh is weak. But the flesh is is weak. He went away again. But he went away again. What did happen? The second time. The second time. And pray saying. Brother, you cannot stop praying till you get the victory. Yes, yes. You got to agonize. You got to go back before God. Lord, I still see something. This thing operating now. This thing still arising in me, Lord. When I go through this, Lord, I don't want this to arise in me, Lord. I don't want, Father God, me to have no, uh, no uh, uh, desire for it, Lord. I don't want my mind to wander on this here. Whatever it might be, come on. Oh, my father. Oh, my father. If the cup, oh, if, if this cup. If this cup. May not pass away from may me. May not pass away from me. Except I drink it. Except I drink it. Thy will be done. If this is the way it got to go, God. Is this the valley you want to take me through? Yeah. If this is the experience you want me to take you through, then, Lord, I'll let your will be done. And he came. And he came. And found them asleep again. Found them asleep again. For their eyes were heavy. For their eyes were heavy. And he left them. And he left them. And went away again. And he went, he went away again. And prayed the third time. And prayed the third time. Saying the same words. Saying the same Praise. words. Yes. Lord, if it be possible, let this pup cup pass from me. But Lord, if not... My, if not, Lord, thy will be done. Thy will, Lord. Can you say this morning, Lord, thy will be done? The Bible lets us know over in Isaiah, you don't have to turn there. Uh, Isaiah, the Bible says in the third verse, it says that Jesus Christ, he treaded the wine press alone. He treaded the wine press alone. Sometimes, saints of God, as we go to Revelation, the 14th chapter, you're going to have to tread the wine press alone. His disciples didn't pray with him. They fell asleep on him. And he had to tread the wine press 
alone. They put those great those those grapes that Sister Joan bring out in a press, in a squeeze, and they will stop on. They will put that thing in a um, I forget what it's called. It's a press, but they, they call it another thing, a wine fats or something like that. They they'll put it in there. They have holes on the bottom, and they'll stump on those grapes, and they'll stump on those olives until the juice and the oil will pour out. Amen. That's how they got their juice. They have their, their feet, and they'll be in there, and they'll step on that. They didn't have the modern machines that we had. And Jesus Christ was put in the squeeze, brother. He was put in the squeeze. Brother, he was in the valley. Sometimes you're going to feel like you're in a squeeze. Sometimes you're going to feel like the pressure is on you so hard. Lord, what else do you want out of me? Show me, God, why am I going through this? But, Lord, whatever's left in me, take it out of me. And sometimes God will put the squeeze on you. He'll put, he'll put some pressure on you. He'll put you in the wine press of God to show you what's yet in you. Two more scriptures by God's glory. Go, go over here to, uh, to uh, Joel 3, Joel, and then go to Revelation, the 14th chapter. Jesus Christ was put in the wine press. Amen. He had to die all by himself. Sometimes you go through your test, you look for some sympathy, but you find none. God said, this is your test designed for you. <clears throat> and it might be getting the victory over a sympathy-looking spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, it, might, it might be the test, amen, that's supposed to bring you through that. It might be the test, amen, supposed to bring you, amen, through, amen, a pity party spirit. Come on. Amen. Sometimes you're going to have to go through by yourself. Amen. God designed the test not for your neighbor, not for your brother. It's designed specifically for you. Joel, the third chapter and verse number 13, sister. Put ye in the sickle. Put ye in the sickle. For the harvest is ripe. For the harvest is ripe. Now, the sickle is a cutting instrument that they use to cut down corn and tall grasses and weeds, okay? And wheat. All right? He said, put in the sickle. For the time is ripe. Come. Amen. The time, the harvest is ripe. Church of God, the world, the world is ripe. The world is ready for harvest. It's time for us to put in the sickle. Amen. What do you mean? The cutting instrument, the sword, the word of God. Take it to the world, amen, uh, and gather in uh, those that will be gathered in. Read, sister. Come. Come. Get you down. Get you down. For the press is full. For the, that's what I was looking for. It's a press. The press is full. The fats overflow. People are full of sin. People are overflowing with sin. The press is full. The fats overflow. For their wickedness is great. What is it? What is this overflowing? What is this full of? The wickedness of man. Yeah. People are full of their wickedness. Right. And brother, it's harvest time. People are tired of sin. People are full to the top with sin. They're overflowing with it. And it's time for us as the church of God to get out and witness and win souls to Jesus Christ. It's time for us to get in the fields and work the harvest. Yeah, right. Amen. The harvest is past. The summer is ended. Uh, and people are still not saved. Uh, that's right. People
people come and sit under a message, under the gospel, and it don't seem to move them anymore. Their heart, people's hearts are getting more harder and harder against God. They're getting more dull against uh, uh, hearing. Their hearing is getting dull against the voice of God. And people are going to hell, and the devil's deceiving them, making them feel that they're okay. But we got to tell them they're not okay. It is time for them to repent. It is time for us to be a greater witness for God. It is time for us to let our light so shine that men may see our good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. The Bible says, Multitudes, multitudes. Multitudes, multitudes. In the valley of decision. In the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near. The day of the Lord is near. In the valley of decision. Are you full of sin this morning? The word of God has been cast in. The sickle. Amen. To, to, to show you your sins. Amen. God will take the word of God, the sword. Amen. And, and just cut all that pride down. Cut all those sins down in your life. These things you have built up in your life. Amen. God will just cut all those things down and show you. And he'll put you right there in the valley of decision. God say, now you got to make a decision whether you want to be saved or whether you want to continue in the lifestyle you're living. This morning, where are you this morning? You're in the valley of decision. The Bible said, choose you this day whom you will serve. Will it be God? If it's God, serve him. If it's man, if it's evil, if it's sin, if it's your idols, then that's the way you're going to die. You'll lose your soul in hell. Hell will be your ruin. In Revelation, the 14th chapter, please. Amen. Revelation, the 14th chapter. Amen. The Bible says here, here's the patience of the saints, and they that keep the commandments of God. Verse 12, they that obey the commandments of God. And the faith of Jesus. And the faith of Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me. Right. Right. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. Blessed are the dead which do what? Die in the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. And I'm not talking about no natural death here, brother. Brother, blessed are the dead that die in the Lord. You're in the, you're in the Lord, but you still got to die. You're blessed when you die. You are in the Lord. In, in other words, those that are in the Lord, they're blessed when they die. Isn't that something? Amen. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. Read. From henceforth. From henceforth. Yea. Yea. Save the spirit. Save the spirit. That they may rest from their labors. That they may rest from their what? Labors. Oh, it's time to go to rest. Stop laboring with um, the flesh. Stop laboring with the yeah. problem. Stop laboring with the circumstance. Amen. God said, come unto me, all you that labor. He said, I will give you what? I'll give you rest. I'll give you some rest. I'll give you peace of joy and, and satisfaction down in your soul this morning. Amen. If you're not saved from your sin, that's what God wants to do for you this morning. Amen. If you're not dead to the world, dead to the worldly pleasures, dead indeed to sin, amen, you can die in the Lord this morning. Amen. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. That they may rest from their labor. That they may rest from their labor. Now, how do we get there? First of all, verse 12 says, here are they that keep the commandments. In other words, obey the commandments. This is the obedient. Only those that's going to die is those that's going to obey. Christ died because he obeyed. 
He didn't have to die. He could have been disobedient. But he obeyed his father. He didn't want to die on that cross. He learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And the Bible says we're going to suffer some things as Christians. You're going to suffer persecution. You're going to suffer sickness. You're going to suffer, amen, uh, uh, things, tests, and trials. Tribulations going to come your way. But you got to be willing, Lord, though the enemy come in like a flood, God's spirit will lift up a standard against the devil. Amen. Read, sister. And I looked. And I looked. And behold, and, a white. Go, go ahead. And behold, a white cloud. And upon the cloud, one sat like unto the Son of Man. Having on his head a golden crown, and, a, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple. And another angel came out of the temple. Crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud. Yes. Thrust in thy sickle. Thrust in thy sickle. And reap. And reap. For the time is come. For the time is come. For thee to reap. Yes. For the harvest of the earth is ripe. Now I'm telling you something. Not only are we reaping the, amen, harvest of souls, but when God thrusts in his sickle, amen, in the, the church of God, there is some reaping that takes place. There's some reaping that should take place. Read. And he that sat on the cloud. He that sat on the cloud. Thrust in his sickle. Thrust in his sickle. On the earth. On the earth. And the earth was reaped. And on the earth. On the earth. Right. What is these bodies made out? Earth. earth. Flesh. Right. On you. On me. Right. Amen. And uh, the Bible says the earth uh, was reaped. There was something. Uh, when the sickle was thrust in, there was something that was given to God. Right. 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 There was something that was sacrificed. There was something that was offered. The earth was reaped. When God thrusts in the sickle, what is he reaping? All right. Does his word go out and return to his void, or is it accomplishing where he thrust it in at? All right. Is the earth reaping? Are you giving to God? Are you sacrificing? Are you giving up? Are you putting all on the altar? Read, sister. And another angel came out of the temple. Another angel came out of the temple. Which is in heaven. Which is in heaven. He also having a sharp sickle. Brother, this is heaven right here, brother. Right. Brother, we are in heavenly places. Not talking about heaven where God is, brother. The church is in a heavenly place. Right here, brother, uh, in heaven. Uh, amen. The temple, which is in heaven. The church of God, which is in a heavenly place. Uh, amen. He also having a sharp sickle. And, and another angel and came, another out, angel of, came out, from out, the out from the what? Altar. From a place of sacrifice. Brother, don't you know in God's church, uh, my God, when the message of God is going forth, there's a sacrifice that you got to make. There's a sacrifice you got to make, and it's going to take your obedience to give God that thing, to loose that thing, to let it go, to say, God, I surrender my will. Read, sister. Which had power over fire. There's another angel that had power over what? Fire. The Bible said, thinking not strange concerning the fiery trial. He had power over it. You're not sinking down in it. It's not getting the best of you. And you getting all sorrowful and sad and, and amen, lonely. And amen, I don't know what to do, church. And, and then my tests and trials is getting the best of me. Brothers, angel had power over the flesh. Had power over fire. Had power over something. You got to get power over fire. Amen. 
and cry to him. When the message go forth, the Bible says the word is like fire. Lord, God, I don't want the fire to devour me, but Lord, I want my spirit to be saved. Burn up whatever you need to be burned up. I need one more scripture real quick. Go ahead to 1 Corinthians, the third chapter real quick. Y'all hold this place. Amen. I know it's a little late here. Give me a little couple more minutes here. Amen. We sang, we sang, we shouted, didn't we? Amen. We'll give the preacher some time here. Amen. Amen. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. Amen. The Bible says what in verse number, verse number 12? Now. In verse 13, sister. Every man's work shall be made manifest. Every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it. There's coming a day that's going to declare what you really made of, brother. Because it shall be revealed by fire. It's going to be revealed by what? Fire. By fire. And the fire. You're going to go through something. You're going to go through something. You're going to go through something. Hold on, 1 Peter 4 and 12 real quickly. Hold your place there. 1 Peter 4, beloved. Think it not strange. Think it, 1 Peter 4, 12. Think it not strange. Concerning the fiery trial. Concerning the fiery trial. Which is to try you. Which is to try you. Bro, you're going to be tried. You're going to be tested. You're going to be tempted. Bro, you got to go through. Beloved, think it not strange. Concerning the things that's going to try you. The fiery trial. You are going through mental battles. You don't want to do things in your mind. The devil going to tell you, you're going to die. The devil going to tell you, you're not going to make it. The devil going to tell you, give up. The devil going to tell you, it's too hard. You in old work overload. You stressed out. You can't take this. Love thinking that straight can turn the fire, the fiery trial. We got to go through the fire sometime, church. Why? So God can purge us. So God can uh, uh, purge our hearts, purge our souls. Read. Concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. Yes. As though some strange things happen unto you. Read. But rejoice. But do what? Rejoice. Rejoice. Inasmuch as you. Is that what I like when you're going through, brother? You're going through your fire. You're going through a battle. You just start rejoicing. Brother, you just shaking and loosening the, the pains of death. Amen. Brother, God is helping you uh, to sustaining you. He's going to give you grace. Uh, amen. To go through, praise God. Amen. Go back but, to first. But rejoice in as much as you are partakers. in as much as you are partakers. Yes. Of Christ's sufferings. Of Christ's sufferings. That... When yeah. his glory shall be revealed, yes. ye may be glad yes. also with exceeding joy. Go back to 1 Corinthians 3rd chapter real quick. Every man's work shall be made, verse 13, for the day shall declare it. Because it shall be revealed by fire. Because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work. The, tr the fire is going to try your experience. Of what sort it is. Brother, you're going to go through something that's to make you curse. You're going to go through something. The devil going to try to make you, amen, get upset and get mad. Amen. It's going to try you to see what, what you're made of. To see what you're made of. To see what sort, to see what sort you're made of. God wants you to be a, have a golden experience. But, brother, it's the fires burning you up. Are you being devoured by the fires? Every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare because he shall because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If Reach. any man's work abide, if any man's work abide, which he have built thereupon, which he have rebuilt thereon, he shall receive a reward. Well, that's what I want. I want my work to abide. When I go through the fire, I still want to be standing. I don't want this thing to burn me up. 
I don't want this thing to consume me. Now I'm coming to church sucking on sour lemons. Amen. I'm missing two or three services. Can't hardly find me. I don't know if I'm saved no more. Amen. Something burning you up. The fire is designed to try you, to test you, to see what you're made of. Read. If any man's work shall be burned. If any man's work shall be burned. He shall suffer loss. Here, let's hold it right here. This is what God wants. That's why God said when he thrust in the sickle, he's supposed to reap something. You're supposed to lose something. You're supposed to give up something. What God take you through is to show you more about yourself. You're supposed to suffer a loss. But you're supposed to suffer a loss. What, what you're still holding on to. You haven't lost it all. You haven't given up all. You haven't given God everything. You still hold it on to it. But he himself shall bruh, be saved. Bruh, I, I like the way I look. I like the way this makes me. I like the way it makes me feel. I like the way, amen, it makes me walk and talk. Come on. That's pride. God says, suffer that loss. Suffer it. Lose it. Lose it. Humble yourself. Come on. Amen. I like the, amen, uh, amen, just uh, the way, the way uh, I, I strut a little bit. Amen. God said, lose it. Lose. Amen. Lose it. What is God telling you to lose? Yeah. Amen. Your attitude, lose it. Yeah. Your mouth, lose it. Amen. Your impatience, lose it. Don't let the message go by. By you still holding on to things. Lose it. When Christ called disciples, they gave up all. Read, sister. But he himself shall be saved. But you know what? You yourself can be saved if you lose it. If you hold on to it, he that save his life shall lose it. But he that loses life for my sake, the same shall save his life. You yourself can be saved by what? Yet so as by fire. So fire is good for you. Fire is good for you. It's to purge you and it's to separate something from you. What is God trying to separate from you? Read, sister. As to be saved, as by fire. That's good. All right, now go back to um, Revelation, our last scripture here, Lord's willing. Verse 18. Verse 18. What does the scripture say? And another angel came out from the altar. Another angel came out from the altar. Which had power over fire. Which had power over fire. And cried with a loud cried cry. with a loud cry. To him that hath the, the sharp sickle Yes, saying, yes. Thrust in thy sharp sickle. Yes. And gather the clusters of, of the vine. I pray, God, that the sickle has gone in today that we gather some of the vine. Of the of, earth. Of the what? Of the earth. Not the vine of Christ, the vine of the earth. <laughs> the vine of the earth. For her grapes are fully ripe. For her grapes are fully ripe. God has brought you to a place in this message, and this is a message where he has prepared you, amen, where that thing in your life is fully ripe. You need to give that thing to God. Some things you don't even know it's time for you to give up. Some things you don't even know it's time for you, but God will bring to your attention and give you a full understanding of what you need to let go. He'll give you a full That's why we be patient with people. That's why you be because it's not the divine is not fully right yet. It's not the time for them to, to release that thing or give up that thing. You got to be patient and wait on God and let God show it. You might see something before an individual see. You just right. wait on God. Right. And when it's fully right now, they hold on to it. They're going to be burned up with it. Yeah. Read, sister. And the angel thrust in his sickle yes. into the earth. And the earth. And gathered the vine of the earth. And yes. And the and cast it into the great wine press. And cast it where at? Into the great wine press. He cast it into the great press of the wrath of God. What is the press? Brother, the press is the wrath of God. Right. Sometimes the message comes forth, brother, and be nothing but the wrath of God pouring out. 
the vows pouring, the judgments of God. What's the wrath of God? The judgments of God. The right. vows being poured out is the wrath of God, brother. And God, at this morning, he put you in a great wine press. Mm. Amen. And he's putting the squeeze on you this morning. You know, you be sitting here in the mess, and he put the squeeze on your flesh. Your flesh is like, ouch! That's tight. Ouch, Lord. Not that, Lord. Get off that subject. You be just putting you in the wine press. What do you do? Squeeze it out, brother. He's getting out of you what don't supposed to be in you. Amen. He's putting the pressure on you, praise God. Amen. That's what, that's what, you, that's what we need, brother. We don't need no easy going preaching. No smooth over. Amen. Amen. Uh, 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 tickling, ear tickling preaching. Give it up. Lose it all. Read, sister. It was and the a, yes, read. And the wine press was trodden without the city. Read. And blood came out of the wine press. Yes. Even unto the horse brittles. Now, you know what? That's mean. You some blood spilled out. When Jesus' blood spilled out, that means he died, brother. There's a death that you got to die. Brother, you got to, you got to make sure, Lord, until the blood spill out. Lord, I know I'm dead. I want the blood to spill out, God. I want you to press this thing out of me. I want to die. I want to die to this. I, Lord, I don't, I don't want my way, God. Help me to die to my way, God. Help me to die to my attitude, God. Help me to die to it, Lord, God. Help me to die to, to, to uh, everything that's unlike God, Lord. Amen. When it comes down to the inside as well as the outside, Lord, my character, Lord, my dress, Lord, I want to be measured to the standards of the church of God. I want to be measured to the standards of God's word. Uh, Lord, you keep the whole law and offend God at one point. You're guilty of the whole law. Jesus said, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say. So this morning, Philippians 2 and 8, Jesus Christ, read that, sister. And being found in fashion and being as found a man. In fashion as a man he humbled himself. Christ did what? Humbled himself. So this morning, do you need to hum see the only reason why you're gonna uh die only reason why you're gonna only way you're gonna die is you got to humble yourself. And became obedient. And became obedient. Unto death. Unto death. Even the death of the cross. God has shown you and revealed something to you. You need to become obedient to it. Let us all stand this morning. Obedient unto death. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning, God. We thank you, Father, for what you have shown us, what you have revealed unto us this morning. Lord, we pray, God, for your people this morning. Father, as they come to an altar prayer, we pray.